It's Monday the 26th of April 2021. G'day, I'm Alan Gray and this is Gippsland Showcase Podcast. A daily podcast showcasing the wonderful region of Gippsland with events, places of interest, peoples of interest, plus news happening around the area. All situated here in the southeastern part of Victoria, from north to south and east to west. And straight off the top of today's podcast... It was wonderful to see the, the commemorations around the Gippsland area, photos and uh, videos of what, and what have you of, of all the commemorations to do with Anzac Day. And also, you remember last week I brought you the story of, uh, well, well, a couple of weeks ago now, I brought you the story of Mark McManus and his project. He just started the restoration project and it's to do with his... Um, how he overcome a battle with mental with uh, mental health issues, drug drug abuse, and alcohol abuse. Uh, congratulations to him. He's actually had an invitation to speak to another group in Gippsland, the Gormandale Football Club. And um, all I can say, that group they are in for one um, fantastic night, learning about how he. Um, overcome those issues and his encouragement to others not to take up um, alcohol and drug abuse, uh, drug substance abuse. Let's get into your weather for this Monday the 26th of April and first of all there is a wind warning summary issued at 10am today Eastern Standard Time Monday the 26th of April and it's for the period until midnight Eastern Standard Time Monday the 26th of April and it's for a strong wind warning for today for the East Gippsland Coast the next wind warning summary will be issued by 4.40pm today Monday the 26th of April and let's check out the top temperatures around the region. Latrobe Valley, Traralgon, Lee and Gatha and Maui all expecting 17 degrees. Sale 18 degrees. Drew and Wilson's Promontory and Warrigal 16 degrees. And uh, up on Mount Borbore 6 degrees. And Bensdale 19 degrees. Orbos Lakes entrance to Malakuta 18 degrees. And what, meanwhile Omeo can expect 17 degrees. Now I'm bringing to you a replay of an interview you would have heard on Thursday about the Shakespeare Festival which commenced uh, on Friday the 23rd of April. Uh, for the reason being it was combined with another interview so it may have got a little bit overshadowed there but yeah it's well underway the Shakespeare Festival started Thursday and you'll hear about the uh, banquet that was uh, that is that actually happened on Friday night, uh, last Friday night the 23rd on the opening night. And you're still on for a couple more weeks till May the 8th. And um, good to uh, good to replay it, as I said. It was slightly overshadowed by another interview. So um, bring that to you now with the president of the Shakespeare Festival, or chairman, uh, Gavin. Go to Gavin. How you going? Good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, really well. Look, uh, we finished 2019 and the festival, a huge success as always. Moving into 2020 and uh, you were telling me, yeah, it could, uh, a little bit of it could still go ahead, but um, not a great deal. Just explain last year. Uh, last year for us, we normally run a festival 12 months in advance. So when we finish a festival, we start planning um, for the next 12 months. 
So by the time we knew we weren't going to be able to run our live shows, we had already finished the full rehearsals for most of our productions. So the committee and the volunteers and actors had already, I would say, put in a good four to five months worth of work up to that stage. So it definitely was a shock for the community. And we did try and continue rehearsals and things online for a period of time. But, of course, as everyone knows, we all got pretty tired of the Skype meetings. So... Even, yeah. even the uh, guy that uh, created Zoom, he was getting a bit sick of um, having everyone use. I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what does that do to a to a community like that relies on tourism for this event? Um, well, for us, I think as as a community that relies on tourism, I think the whole community suffered. To be honest, not just the event. Yeah. yeah. I think the event essentially is a community festival that gets tourism. So I think the biggest impact really was that. Um, tourists, rightly so, couldn't come. So, mm-hmm. um, but they probably couldn't come to anything anyway. They were it was yeah. pretty void at that stage. Mm-hmm. But for the community, it was uh, theatre community and people that are involved in the arts are very much people, people, mm-hmm. and they very much need those um, creative people around them. And they use that as a as sort of a form of mental health as well as a form of um, yeah. expression. So, not to have that um, was a large, was a big struggle. It really was hard to keep people's motivation up and i think the zoom meetings actually did more damage than good by the end because people were actually getting frustrated rather than um rather than sort of getting the relief that they wanted yeah but um saying all saying that um absolutely every person turned up the minute that we um could do things live we didn't couldn't, lose, couldn't we hold didn't lose one volunteer through that process. We didn't lose one actor. So um, everyone came with their skates on, yeah. ready to go for this year. Just had trouble holding them back, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, try, and, try and stop actors coming out. Yeah, well, it's a bit like uh, bulls rampaging in a gate. You just had to let them in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're on to this year. Great to have it back. Kicks off. Uh, it kicks off Friday. Certainly does. Okay, what can we expect this year? Uh, this year we have, um, due to the, still with COVID, there aren't um, big touring shows that are coming through because um, they can't travel from state to state or haven't been able to, so they're still, they're still fairly risky. So we made a decision early on in the year that um, we would keep um, that to a minimum. Mm-hmm. So we've actually ramped up the productions, the local productions. Mm-hmm. So the local productions this year... We have three of them, so we have um, To Rule Them All, which is a Groundwork Youth Theatre production, um, which is a self-devised work, and that opens with the festival on this Friday. So they do three shows, and it's always a modern modern take on Shakespeare. I'm going to pull you up there. How do you do a modern take on Shakespeare? <laughs> oh, the easy answer would say come to the shows, but um, uh, both, um, all three productions of the community practices are are fairly modern takes. Um, so what the um, Groundwork Youth Theatre have done is they're focused on the Shakespeare's kings throughout the plays, mm-hmm. and they've almost without um, without giving anything away, they're um, really focusing on which king really deserves the crown. Um, the most and it's been done in a fairly modern talkback style context it's very <laughs> animated it's it's um yeah it's a very good little production and the um audience does get to decide the ending 
So it is very, um, yeah, it's, it's excellent. So it's well worth a visit if you, for people who are new to theatre, it really is an easy thing to go to, and it's an easy watch and very understandable. So you're not going to be hit with a massive amount of Shakespearean language, um, but it is very much based on um, all the Shakespearean plays. So, um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's you know they tend to modernise stuff uh, for their own audience to use theatre. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, um, what do we actually need to know about the running of it this year? So. Um, this year we've just gone to 100% capacity of the venue from I think about two weeks ago so we're yes. very fortunate that we'll yeah. be able to fill up the venues um, uh, and people are supporting it amazingly the banquet has sold out as of last week mm-hmm. so which is great and explain, the other ex- explain the banquet so the banquet is a medieval feast basically and this yeah. year it's based around the Julius Caesar because um, two of the plays are going to be Julius Caesar the children's grade 6 performance and the adults um, uh, community play are both yep. um, productions of Julius Caesar so it will be it's a big toga party with um, uh, a Melbourne troupe coming up and performing comedy improvised theatre mm-hmm. and um, it's a three course meal and Oh, yeah. it's always it's always an amazing night I'll have, to remember, every year, I'll so. have to remember that for next year yeah get it early next year <laughs> yeah. as well it's well worth the night out so yeah. um, but it, um, that fills up with thespians and things and we have limited the numbers to that a little bit because of the start of the event and we've done that just for our own comfort yeah um, so um, because we were a little bit worried because it is a it is a event where people dance and eat together and things like okay, that so. yeah yep. Um, so yeah, the um, we also have a children's production, which is, this year is Julius Caesar. It's been directed by um, Darren McCubbin, which who a lot of people know locally as yeah. an ex-mayor, and, and that's going to be uh, Beyonce all singing and dancing affair of that production, and it will yep. be um, we're the only um, uh, town in the world, to my knowledge, that all the children from the one town perf- um, perform Shakespeare once in their school life in their primary school life so they come together both the primary schools in Stratford yep. the grade 6 children come together every year to perform this um, okay. a Shakespeare play um, and it's absolutely brilliant it's been going for um, 30 years and yeah it's very 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 strong part of our culture so mm-hmm. um, so that'll happen again this year and then there's the main community play which is a can only be described as, I suppose, a, a disco drag glam version oh. of Julius Caesar. Um, <laughs> um, probably a little bit more queens than kings, and it is an absolute hoot. It's a massive production. Costuming, lighting, sound, tech, it's going to be an absolute um, feast for the eyes and ears. Sounds like and a bit of sounds like a bit of a laugh too, because uh, uh, this time of year and after last year we needed a bit of a laugh. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's sort of the comedy of Julius Caesar more than the tragedy. Yeah. But um, <laughs> as, as a spoiler, close your ears if you don't want to hear it. But Julius Caesar still dies. So. <laughs> oh, is that how it ended? <laughs> is that how it works? Yeah. yeah okay. Right. Okay. So um, yeah, no, it's 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 very much Shakespearean language. It's true to the script. Um, it is an essence of Shakespeare play, but it is also uh, the comedy within that play. And a lot of people don't realise a lot of Shakespearean tragedies have, are absolutely littered with comedy. And a lot of it was inappropriate comedy at the time, and it's still sort of a little, little inappropriate now. Um, 
and that comedy really has been focused on in this play and it's um yeah it's a it's a hoot and um even if you just turn up to see the um, murder scene and go home i think you'll get your 25 dollars worth so um. <laughs> all right well let's talk about um i assume a i'm not too sure about um are you just going to use the one location in stratford or are there multiple locations or what what, what yeah so we, we run right through the town as much as we can yeah. so um so there are lots of different events like the um vocal nosh which runs on this saturday and that's running at the uniting church hall so um and that's like a singing and marimba sort of um uh afternoon mm-hmm. as such and then we run in the Stratford Courthouse Theatre which we run our main theatrical style performances because of course we've got the light and sound and the production yep. there yep. Um, we use the local mechanics hall which is next to the theatre and then we use um, uh, what we call the village green which is opposite the train station for yep. all of our main fair day and market day which um, this year is going to be on the Sunday, the second of May. Yeah. So, and that's a, that's our big family day. So that yeah. that has, um, you know, for the kids, there's a bit of jousting and games. We have Roman sword reenactors come along. Um, there's lost trades, spoon carving, you know, um, spinning top making. Yeah. Lots of lots and lots of different things. There's a bar, licensed bar open. There's a whole yeah. There's um, yeah. There's a whole lot of stuff that goes on three stages running consistently with dance song um and that sort of takes over that sort of takes over that central part of town um opposite the train station from uh about nine or ten in the morning and that runs through to about two in the afternoon and then we um in the afternoon we put the julius caesar production on at two o'clock so to end the fair day so um it's a pretty busy day we all fall asleep pretty well that night (laughs) so that rounds out the festival does it no, festival runs for another week. Another after week the after. Day. All right. Well, we've so been. We've been. So it starts tomorrow. So uh, it starts on. Starts on Friday. Uh, Friday. Yep. Friday. Yep. Friday, the twenty third of April, and then. So when does it actually end? Yeah. So it runs through to May eighth. In that last week um, of the festival, we have the children's production. We have the Great Shakespearean Debate, which is a big battle duel off between Mafra Dramatics and Sale Theatre Company, um, which is um, which is compared. Um, uh, um, com- what is it compared? What do you call it when you um, uh, when um, someone? I suppose. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, adjudicated or something. Adjudicated or, yeah, yes, yeah, by yeah, um, yeah. by Julius Caesar himself. Oh really. So, so hang on. So that's, a, that's a fun night, and that's always free, and it's in the theatre. So that's um, that's a gr- that's a great night out, and that's. But didn't Julius um, Caesar die at one point? Yeah, he comes back. Oh, okay. He comes back for the debate. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. On the fourth of May, isn't it? Um, May the fourth. I think. I think. Um, oh one no. Of the, one of the Jedi's bringing back. Yeah, all right. Star, Star, Star Wars. Star Wars brings yeah. him back yeah, on May okay. the fourth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. So that's that's a really fun free night, and you get to see probably the best of the best of the local actors who aren't involved in Shakespeare come um, come and actually perform in a debate style um, scenario. So that's um, yeah. That's that's a really good that's a really good night. So, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we and then we sort of wrap it off on the eighth of May. We have the uh, touring company, which is called Drama Works, mm-hmm. and they come up from Melbourne, and they're another youth group. They only perform they perform one show for us, and yeah. they're putting on a show called Seven, which is again a self written work. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, there's, so there's lots there's lots on. We probably have a um, a fairly packed program, even though it's a little bit scaled down from past years. But still, plenty, plenty of work to do to keep everyone honest. Yeah, plenty of work. We're still running two full weeks and three weekends, so still plenty happening. Okay, well, um, what uh, any costs or anything that we need to know about? So effectively, the show prices are all very, very reasonable. Mm-hmm. So they range from um, five dollars to see uh, a younger kids production up to the dearest show is um, I think this year $25 so for the community play so uh, the costs are all and we always ensure we have free events so the fair day and makers market that's always free Um, Mm -hmm. the um, debate is free we do an even song which is free we do mm-hmm. so there are um there are lots of the opening event this friday is a free event for people to come to yeah it is imp- it is important that everybody books for every event even the free events yep it's very important and how is that book- how, how is that booking um to made so the booking's online yep. through stratfordshakespeare.com.au yep and if you go to events and performances it's just got a big list there and you can book whatever you want really yep so and it all goes through trial booking. It's a very simple process we're all used to now. Yeah, or Eventbrite was another one I came across the other day. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> although they're fairly similar, similar yeah. grounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this is through trial booking, and yep. it is very important to book for COVID regulations, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So every every event is um, is booking only. Yep. Um, so even the free events. So yep. um, the only event that people can turn up for without booking is the fair day and market. Yep. And um, and, and that will run under basic you know, basic COVID plan with the scan code so when people come in. Um, even though a lot of markets aren't using it, um, we've decided that it's important for us to keep track of who's at our events. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so we'll be, run, we'll be running that as people, as people come to the market. Well, good to see you've got it all covered there. Look, it sounds like a... <laughs> gigantic event you'll be looking forward to the last day already i think it, it just sort of ties me out just sort of like um just sort of, waiting, <laughs> just sort of listening to it um i think i think the fair day market has got me and uh, that that was on the what day was that it was second of may wasn't it so it's sunday the second of may and the nice thing about that day is you get to go to an afternoon performance as well if you want to so and see julius um, caesar come up yeah there. so that's a, that's a really nice day and if people are wanting to if people are listening and they want to visit for a weekend yeah um that is the week that is the weekend to visit there's plenty on the from from friday the 30th through to sunday the second yeah um there's a, there's a lot of stuff to attend. So. All right, well, someone that, someone that's always had trouble getting to an event like that, not this year, I'll try and get to the market this year. And, uh, look, um, Gavin, it's been wonderful speaking to you about this event. I really do wish you all the best with it, with the uh, a smooth running of it, with a few regulations to uh, stick to this year. But um, I really look forward to the town to the township of stratford putting this on for the wider community 
Oh, thank, thank you very much. And we do, um, and we thank everyone really for the support. We've had unprecedented support from community that um, normally maybe wouldn't support a festival, but they've been absolutely thrilled that we've been able to, to put it on. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we're very fortunate that we live in the community we do. Yeah, and that's uh, that's what I've got. Speaking to a few people around Gippsland in the last few weeks, the uh, the supportive element that uh, we all give to each other if we're just outside the uh, a respective community or living inside, it's it's all the support. that's amazing. Look, um, Gavin, thanks again, and uh, wishing you every success with the festival. Thank you very much. Gavin, the president of the Shakespeare Festival, uh, Shakespeare and the River Festival in Stratford, uh, talking there about the event which kicks off tomorrow, uh, Friday the 23rd. All uh, priced events are well priced from $5 to $25, but there are plenty of free events as he alluded. And the pick of the weekend, it runs until the 8th of May, but the pick uh, pick weekend of um the festival, he said, is the Friday, the, from Friday the 30th of April to the 2nd of May, especially with the fair day on the 2nd of May. And he uh, he said, uh, yeah, this, the fair day is the day to go to because, uh, yeah, you get to even see our free performance with um, Julius Caesar making a comeback from the dead to uh, guest appearance in, the, in, in that uh, performance. And also, yeah, while there are free events, uh, they do still need people to register and uh, there are links on the Tribe Booking page, that's the Shakespeare Festival on the Tribe Booking, tribebooking.com. And uh, the banquet which is held every year, that has been fully sold out, so just something to remember next year, getting early for that banquet. Impressive feast there. For the Shakespearean times to relieve that moment of what they what they done for banquets in those days, and uh, yeah, sounds like a remarkable, remarkable event. As I said, I was tired out from listening uh, to everything happening in that in that um, in that Shakespeare festival, but uh, yeah, well worth the wait and just every success to that community for the way they're able to be put together to for more of a localized uh, performance. After the last year of some online performances and that, but he said it's just not the same, and so it was better for people to come together. And um, one of the things he did highlight on was the uh, mental health aspect of being able to come together in person and uh, perform those perform those uh, wonderful uh, pieces from Shakespeare. <laughs> Let's check some news around the area now. Drama unfolded on the roads on Friday when a high-speed car chase ended in sale. The Gippsland Times is reporting a dramatic high-speed car chase ended in, ended in sale with an arrest. Police said the chase began in Cardinia that morning before the offender sped through multiple towns and municipal areas evading police. The white BMW 5 was also pursued by police helicopter from Cardinia. Witnesses said the car travelled past portside sale at speed, followed by marked and unmarked police vehicles. The offender was apprehended at an address in Foster Street about 10am. 
He had been taken back to Morwell Police Station for questioning. Ambulance was on the site as a precautionary measure. There were no injuries to anyone involved in the pursuit, while police say in what police were saying was surprising given the reckless driving. From the Snowy River Mail newspaper on Wednesday 21st of April and the heading Improved Mobile Phone Reception, the installation of a Telstra-based station in Telstra's small cell will improve mobile phone reception at Gypsy Point and Cabbage Creek Creek respectively. Federal Member for Gippsland Darren Chester said the installation of the base station was part of the Federal Government's commitment to improve connectivity through its Regional Connectivity Program. The upgrade will provide improved mobile coverage and will increase the resilience and reliability of communications, Mr Chester said. From an article on the Latrobe Valley Express with the heading where In the Mix, written by Michelle Slater, the Latrobe Valley is being eyed off as one of four hydrogen hubs in the federal budget, with the Morrison government pledging more than three and more than half a million dollars towards new investments. The 2021-2022 federal budget will include $275 million to accelerate the development of four additional hydrogen hubs in regional Australia and implement a clean hydrogen and certification scheme. The federal government has identified the Latrobe Valley, Bell Bay, Gladstone, Darwin, the Hunter Valley and the Pilbara and Waihalla and uh, Eyre Peninsula as prospective sites. From the Latrobe Valley Express on Thursday 22nd of April from the police beat section with the heading teenager airlifted to hospital after collision major collision investigation units are investigating a serious collision that occurred on in Trowan on Sunday 18th of April local patrol officers came across three unregistered motorbikes on Garibaldi Street about 2:40 p.m. As police attempted to intercept the motorcyclists, a collision occurred with one of the riders who had come up behind them. Following the incident, the rider, a 14-year-old male from Yulon North, was airlifted to hospital with serious injuries. Checking out some events around the area and well you just heard the interview about uh, the replay of the interview with uh, Gavin who is the uh, chairman of the Shakespeare Festival happening in Stratford at the moment and just invite you to go back and listen to that podcast again and you'll hear about all the free events happening and uh, I hope to catch up with Gavin before the event uh, finishes and just find out how that is uh, going around probably around about halfway mark staying for that next monday maybe and also on for a couple more weeks is the you know, the gibson sculpture exhibition with sculptures lining the art uh, not well not inside the art gallery at Yenar, but also lining the main street of Yenar, including that yellow dog on the Yenar pub Plus something else, it's an ongoing event, and uh, the the Phoenix Trail, have you heard of it? A trail of artwork throughout East Gippsland, and I won't say too much about it, because on Wednesday's podcast, I'll be bringing you a chat with someone about that, about that uh, podcast. 
So it'd be good to have that person and we'll learn exactly what it is in regards to artwork of East Gippsland. The Janamba Food and Wine Festival is back for 2021 and just a quick snapshot of it. Wines of East Gippsland, or WEG for short, the organising committee of the much-loved Janamba Food and Wine Festival are thrilled to announce that their iconic event will be going ahead this year. Albeit at a later date than usual, Sunday, May 16, and I'll be endeavouring to bring you more about that as more information comes to hand. The Kerrigan and District Art Society have social painting and drawing mornings with a cuppa on Thursdays from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, or as long as you want. Learning to paint and draw classes are held Monday and Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Night classes and teen classes are on offer. A friendly, relaxed group with a garden aspect for painting. This takes place at new premises, so not at the old railway building now. For more information, contact 5176000 and leave a message or find them on Facebook. The Gippsland Gateway Day Club will hold its weekly meeting starting Tuesday, April 27 at 10am in the Moe RSL Function Room. Existing and new members are most welcome. 56 years ago, a group of like-minded bushwalkers hiked to the summit of Ben Croken an 836-metre mountain to northwest of Mafra. There, the Ben Croken Walking Club was founded. Today, it has grown to a club of 140 members, mainly from central and east Gippsland, ranging in age from young to young at heart, at 80 plus and still walking. Around 40 to 50 walks are held throughout the year, ranging from day walks, including midweek to weekend car camps, overnight hikes and longer distance multi-day walks. Walks are graded from easy to hard and provide a good range for experienced and inexperienced walkers. More experienced walkers are willing to share their knowledge and love of bush. The club would love you to join them or check them or check them out as a visitor. For more information visit their website at bencroken.walkingclub.com.au I'm Alan Gray. That's all I have time for on today's edition of Gibson Showcase podcast for the Monday, Monday the 26th of April 2021. Don't forget you can hear this daily podcast all over again along with previous days. Available up on the Facebook page are previous episodes. Make sure you search for and like the Gippsland Showcase podcast page. And each day's podcast is also available on podcast platforms such as Spotify and Google. Perhaps your friends or family outside the Gippsland area or know of any former Gippsland residents who are no longer in the area, they may like to keep up to date with what is going on throughout Gippsland. Regarding news, events, places of interest and peoples of interest, make sure you let them know how they can access this daily podcast. If you need to get in touch with me for anything, you can by sending a message to the Gippsland Showcase Podcast Facebook page or email at gippslandshowcasepodcast at gmail.com. That's gippslandshowcasepodcast at gmail.com. You can also email me to subscribe free of charge to this podcast as well. (laughs) 